Hello, everyone, and welcome to the episode six of the Friends Are Far Out podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jay, and I'm joined by the magnificent M. Hello, everyone. Friends Are Far Out is, of course, a gaming podcast for all of those who enjoy gaming with friends. The Friends Are Far Out podcast lives in that snug location where we find games for young children, anxious adults, and those who enjoy uh, herbal therapies, we'll say. M. How are you doing this week? I could be better. <laughs> you know what? That's a real answer, and I appreciate it. Yeah. How are but, you doing uh, this week? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Uh, we've made it just about to the end of the week when at the time of this recording, so uh, I'm going to count that as a victory. Usually March is a very long month. It drags. I feel this month went by very quickly. Mm-hmm. And very slowly at the same time. Yep, and I, I agree. Like I'm stuck in a time loop vacuum at the same time. And it's excruciating. Yep. A waking it, nightmare. It, living the dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, living the dream, as we say. Uh, but as always, of course, things are much better. Because we get to talk, come together and talk about games. And that is definitely better than anything else we've had going on this week. It's true, because friends are far out. That is what I've heard. All right, so we are going to start today's show the way we start every show, and that is by taking a little dip into the bargain bin. We've and, got uh, some sweet bargains this week, there too. There is some excellent bargains, and I will tell you, uh, we normally you do a wonderful job of tailoring your bargain bin picks to the topic that we're going to be talking about. I tried to do the same today, and... Um, I wouldn't say I succeeded, but I at least did okay. I did okay. I've played every single... I've played all of my games except for one, and the mm-hmm. one game I haven't played has been on my wish list. Um, it's relatively new, but it's been on my wish list since before it came out. So, Awesome. Little, uh, yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I think from people hearing the uh just the bargain bin suggestions they'll know the topic but of course we are not doing this live so people have already downloaded the episode and possibly looked at the notes so they may know what the topic is but let's see if you can figure (laughs) it out from just our suggestions all right so i'm going to start us off this week uh the first game i wanted to talk about is actually one that we both uh were thinking about for the bargain bin and that is a little game called down in bermuda down I bought in Bermuda. This game a while ago. Uh, yes, as did I, and I, I bought and beat this game. Um, Down in Bermuda is a dollar ninety nine. That's ninety percent off its normal price of nineteen ninety nine. Uh, it does match its previous low, so this is as inexpensive as that, as it has ever been. Um, now, Em, have you played this one? I've played it. I've probably put an hour of gameplay into it so not too much but enough Mm -hmm. to get a good feel i like how it looks it almost looks similar and i had to check as old man's journey did you play that Uh, i've seen that one although i have not played that really tugs at your heartstrings this one does a little bit of that too for sure so i thought it was the same developer i'm not sure um i don't think it is Mm Because I think it's the same developer as I Am Dead, which is also on my wish list. (laughs) Um, But I like the way it looks. It's very whimsical. 
Yep, it's got a great little style to it. It's, it's uh, I think, a cool premise. You know, down in Bermuda, it's referring to the Bermuda Triangle. Um, and uh, your protagonist uh, is a pilot who finds himself stranded uh, in uh, sort of an island on the in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, and uh, you have to kind of uh, use a variety of puzzles to make your way from island to island uh, to try to reach the end. And uh, it's uh, again, it's got great vibes, got a few cutscenes mixed in. Uh, the only thing that was a little bit uh, rough for me was the controls. I kept wanting, like, because, you know, you're sort of, uh, there's a lot of searching to try to yeah. solve puzzles and figure things out. But you're sort of looking around and I... For some reason, every time I wanted to hit uh, the D-pad versus the uh, the left control stick, it, it just somehow, it never did what I expected it to do. But um, uh, it still was a really, really fun little game. It's certainly worth $2. You know, again, impulse territory for of, sure. A lot of games like this, mm -hmm. I, like Old Man's Journey, um, point and click games, I mm -hmm. prefer to play on the iPad because yes. it's easier to um, play on a touch screen. That is it true. Is and to the play with the gaming PC or, well, the gaming PC is a little easier because you have the mouse. Right. But with the Switch, it's a little clumsy. Yeah, the touch screen on the Switch is not the best. So it's not. Uh... Maybe if you had a stylus. Yeah. Like I think the, that might do it. Yeah, that might do it a little bit better. Yeah, that might be yeah. a little better. Yep. But All yeah. right. No, I agree. Good. That's so, a good deal. Less yeah, than a down happy in Bermuda. Meal. Yep, for sure. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, Em, what's your first pick for the bargain bin? I played this a really long time ago on the iPad. I love a point and click. Um, those who agent, know you. Know those, yeah, I love yes. a lot. And we're going to talk about some point and clicks today. Uh, Agent A, A Puzzle in Disguise. I played this a really long time ago, but it is off 90% from 1999, so it is also $1.99. Boom. And it is not very time-consuming. You could finish this in less than six hours, but it's almost like an escape room, but it's more interactive it's not like you're just clicking and finding things there's more of a puzzle theme mm. there's more of a story theme which i like i don't like those rooms where you just have to click around and find things i like a a story i want to be immersed i want to be right. entertained give me some <laughs> uh give me some narrative something that you do you know, want to be that... entertained <laughs> do i entertain you no yes right yes that's what i want i don't want to just sit mm. like do you is there a magnifying glass here? And then you just have to, like an eye spy. I don't want an interactive eye spy for adults. No, I go. want I want a, a storyline. I want a puzzle. It was it was good. And it's right. quick. The art style is cool. $1.99. Recommend. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Can't beat it. All right. Uh, my second game is a real weird one. It is a game <laughs> called Inside. Now, okay. uh, have you heard anything about Inside? It's actually on my wish list, so I know okay. what this is about. So Inside is on sale for $2.99. That's 85% off its normal price of $19.99. So now might be the time to pick it up. Um, it, is, uh, it is definitely a puzzle game. 
Uh, a little bit of an adventure puzzle. There is not any strict combat or anything like that. Uh, it is all puzzle solving to get from one place to the next. Um, it definitely has uh, limbo vibes. I believe it's me. <laughs> I believe it's the same developer as Limbo. I think I'm not a hundred percent on that, but I do think it's the same developer as Limbo. Definitely similar vibes where it's very dark uh, at times and things like that. Um, but I'm just gonna say things get real weird. Okay. I mean, yeah, I can get, get down with that. They get real weird. It gets real weird. Now, good. It is good. It is enjoyable. I really did like it. Um, but it takes some turns. It takes some turns, but definitely like worth it. Like scary turns? Like it'll jump out at you or um, just like dark? Maybe in a couple couple spots. Maybe it's a little bit uh, a little bit with some jump scares. Nothing crazy. Nothing like, like too stressful or anything like that. But, you know, definitely a little bit. A little bit for sure. My but inside, take it. <laughs> definitely a cool one. Yeah, you may, maybe not, maybe not one to play alone. Let's say that. <laughs> Harper the cat will have to, who's staring at me, will have to sit here with me if I play inside. Yep, I think that that would be the yeah. perfect companion. Absolutely. All right, what's your what's your second pick? Uh, so I played this one on the Switch, which mm-hmm. is the wardrobe. I don't have the even better edition, but that is the game now. The even better edition. It's ninety mm-hmm. percent off of nineteen ninety nine. So it is also a dollar ninety nine. We've Killer. got a theme going here, yeah. Yeah, we do. Um so the wardrobe is a it's a very classic point and click where, you know, you are solving puzzles by collecting things. You're moving from scene to scene. Um, it's well written. It's I would I would recommend it for anyone who's a theme, who's a fan of Monkey Island, who's a mm. fan of Grim Fandango games like that. Um, would I put it up there with those games? Not necessarily, but it is very enjoyable. I mean that's so, a tough bar. Those are some those are I know, some really those are, stone those cold are, classics there. Yeah, but I have played a lot of point and clicks and for a dollar ninety nine that is a good deal. And it's it's very entertaining. Now when so. you played that one on the Switch, was that did you play mostly in handheld? Because I know that is your preferred I way to play. Always play handheld. Yeah. Okay. I think it makes me dizzy to play games like that on the television. The games that I prefer to play on the television are games that are for everyone, like Jackbox or Mm -hmm. Mario Party or, you know, I don't like playing Yonder or Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley on the TV. I'd rather have it handheld Mm -hmm. under the covers, hiding from everybody. As you do. Yeah, like the anxious adult that I am. That's right. That's right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, My last pick is a game called uh, Here Be Dragons. Okay. So uh, Here Be Dragons. There you go. So Here Be Dragons (laughs) is uh, on sale this week for $5.39. So definitely the most expensive one that we've had so far. But that is 70% off its normal price of $17.99. That also matches a previous low. So this is uh, as inexpensive as this game has been so far. Um, Here Be Dragons is in, it has a dice rolling mechanic, uh, okay. and uh, it sort of is like um, 
an alternate history that um, what if Christopher Columbus and other explorers, maybe they didn't just explore the world, but instead had to deal with lots of different sea monsters and other things uh, along the way. What if they uh, and, didn't just? What if they weren't just bad to indigenous people? Yes. What if they also had <laughs> to deal with these monsters and creatures? So the whole game has a vibe like an old map might. You like look and you see like an old like tea stained colored map. Um, so a lot of it is in that style. Uh, okay. The writing is pretty funny um, because they really do uh, make fun of some of these early explorers. And that's always good because, as you mentioned, they were not the best humans. Um, so uh, it is pretty funny. And um, and again, I, I definitely like that aesthetic. The aesthetic is cool. And I also I like, like, cartog- you know, like sea creatures. And yeah, it definitely has those vibes. And again, there's a the dice rolling mechanic. So you're deciding what to do with the dice and. Uh, you know, how to make the best because you're sort of like a turn-based combat thing after you roll the dice when you're trying to defeat these different sea creatures, uh, whether it be a siren or the kraken or, you know, So you're any not actually fighting people. You're rolling the you're, dice to fight. Yeah, you're rolling dice and then you're taking turns and using the dice. It's actually a shared pool of dice that you're using together to try to, uh, you know, um, just get the best outcome and defeat the... Uh, defeat the uh, the uh, opponent so it's an interesting game and it's a it's a it's a fun little game i do like it so here be dragons yep here be dragons all right what's your last one my last one at the bottom of the bargain bin this week is tardy as in like you're late tardy is this a shot at me for how slowly i get started on the podcasts no is that what this no it's not oh okay good no 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 all right all right good good but Tardy is 80% off of $9.99, so it is also $1.99. We have a theme Man, here all going three of them. Week. You did it. All three, $1.99. Um, but they are all um, puzzle games, all point-and-click puzzle games that I've chosen this week because I'm going mm-hmm. for a theme here. We love yep. a theme. Yep. Um, so Tardy is a point-and-click puzzle. It is is a kind of a retro pixel and it's like you're cracking computer codes to my understanding i haven't played it yet but and there's a there's a dog on the cover so you know they had you a dog we got it they had had me at a picture of a dog and i was like oh dog ooh, point pixel pixel dogs sign me up yeah all right it's not like pixel pixel but it's like pixel point and click you know that kind of art style Mm -hmm. so a dollar ninety nine? Heck yeah, I'll I'll take it. All so, right, that's a good bargain bin. That is a great bargain bin. Nice rundown there. And yeah. again, if you're playing along at home and you have not read the description, then you might have noticed that we're going to be talking about some puzzle games a little bit later. Um, but before we get to that, we are going to talk about what we are currently playing. What is occupying our current gaming time? Now, M, you have an entire list of things that you've been playing, and mine is one game long <laughs> because I have been completely locked in uh, to a new game that I've been playing. But I'm going to get to that. I'm going to let you talk about a few of yours. Let's get those off the list. Then I'll kind of chime in with mine. Okay. Well, first and foremost, I'm 
continuing on with my wordles and my hurdles, which um, I will say I am, I've been playing hurdle for 23 days. Listeners who are playing along at home heard about your hurdle uh, prowess last time we talked. So if they do the math, they know for sure that you definitely should be up in the 20s. So hurdle, as in mm-hmm. H-E-A-R-D-L-E, like you heard something, mm-hmm. is a musical listening game where you have to guess what song. It's like, guess that song? Mm-hmm. Name that tune, if you will. Yep. I am up to 17 guesses on one second. <laughs> Again, that I don't even I can't even compute that in my mind. That is like hearing a drum beat and you going, "Oh, I know what song that drum beat is from." <laughs> the other day I made someone listen to it and I'm like, "Uh, duh, it's Jolene by Dolly Parton." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> Again, um, that doesn't even make sense to me how that's possible, but it is an ingre- it's like a superpower. I wouldn't say it's a superpower. I I there are many many right. other things that granted I wish it's a that low, I Granted it's a low level superpower, but still I think a superpower all the same because I can't even begin to I could listen to a minute of a song and be like, "Nah, I don't know. I got nothing." Um I I'm just but, not great at that. Um the other day, unfortunately, I, well, this was just something strange that happened to me. I got my phone, uh, you know, I got my new phone, and I got a text message from myself. Uh-oh. I'm like, that's weird. And it's like, telling me about a promo to get, a, a you know, a smartwatch or something. And I'm like, why am I texting myself about this promo? That doesn't sound like something you would do. Text yourself no, about it. No, yeah. I mean, unless I took a ton of melatonin. Right. And this so, wasn't at 2 in the morning or 3 no, in the morning. No, it was at, no. you know, 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. So I was suspicious. I wanted to wipe my phone. So I erased cookies. I erased my Uh-oh. history. Uh-oh. I erased everything, oh, and no. that meant I erased my hurdle history and my wordle history. Wordle, I don't really care that much about. Like, I don't post about wordle. I know that I get the wordle every day. That's not a thing that I post about, that I brag mm-hmm. about. But the hurdle is what hurt the most. Yeah, that cuts deep. That cuts um, deep. So I actually track my hurdle in a note on my phone now. <laughs> For safety. You know, for safety, I do. For safety, I have yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, and then I just write it in every day. Perfect. Like like a psychopath. So hurdles and wordles, I do that every day. Um, other things, I played Peasants Quest again. We talked about Peasants Quest. In, yes, we did. Yeah. So we talked about Homestar Runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought, why not? I I loved this. I loved this game. Now, so, I have a question. Did it hold up for you? Oh, absolutely. Okay, good. All right, good. Because sometimes is, we go back to ones that we've enjoyed in the past, and it's like, oh, what 
what was I liking here? So but this wasn't e- that. Emo game and emo game was nostalgic for a long time, but it is probably like, and it was taken off of the website. Uh, Jason Oda made this game mm-hmm. called Emo Game. Uh, and it was actually a combat game that I played for many years. And you would be different bands that would um, fight uh, Aerosmith and Newfound Glory and et cetera, et cetera. And, but you'd be very, very obscure emo bands uh, because, and I'm aging myself and putting myself on, you know. So it was not PC at all. And it really mm-hmm. aged poorly. It aged so poorly that Jason Oda took it off. And it is no longer available whatsoever. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And it took up such a, like, it was such a large part. Like, I think back on it fondly. But I played it in the last five years. And I look and I was like, ooh, ooh. Like, there were, like, the soundtracks were great. And the programming was great. The way that he did everything was great, but it was it was not PC, and I think he made the right move taking it off. But mm-hmm. was it a cultural zeitgeist for emo kids? Absolutely. You better believe it. You better believe it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I played Peasant's Quest. It absolutely right? holds up. Awesome. It is fantastic. Very and, cool. And, you know, we've talked about games that reward you for... Mm-hmm doing everything and looking at obscure things and like we talked about Toem and how it rewards you for taking pictures of everything right peasant's quest rewards you for looking at everything and examining everything Mm -hmm. so if you're in the baby lady's cottage and you type in look bed it will say something like no way that's probably how the first baby got there to begin with and it just says stuff like that the entire game. Oh, my goodness. It is absurd. But you have to type everything in. There is not it because it's a, you know, it's a graphic adventure. Right, right. You are typing every command. And some of them you have to think of, like throw baby in lake. Or a, I believe it was a well last time, right, too? Or, there or something many, like that? There are many things you have to do that. Oh, I see. Will, will not win you any Father of the Year awards. Got it. Uh, okay. So, sorry, sorry for the spoilers, folks. Uh, well, I'm, yeah. they're, you know. So, highly <laughs> recommend Peasant's Quest. Um, but the game that you know, I'm playing Stardew Valley still, always. Of course, uh, of course. I'm I'm on Ginger Island. I'm really trying to grind for walnuts. I try not to use the wiki or any spoilers. Mm-hmm. Um, we have like encyclopedic knowledge of Stardew Valley, but. You, I was going to say, every, my brain is a wiki. My brain is a spoiler. I know. Every person I know who plays Stardew Valley uses the wiki to some extent. But yeah, I mean, you don't yeah, need sure. it when you've been playing. But I've reached Ginger Island. And when you get there, you don't want to look up spoilers when you've invested this much time. Right, exactly. So I'm like really grinding for these walnuts. And it's been an arduous process. Um, but last game, I started Norco, and it is very cool point-and-click 
takes place in Louisiana. It's pretty dark. Whoa, okay. It's, uh, it's like in a an impoverished flood zone. And okay. your mother died and you have and there's you have like a robot companion. But when you find things out about people, you can go into your mind map and connect things that you figured out about people and things. Ooh. Oh, it okay. is it's so cool. I that highly sounds pretty neat. Yeah. It's 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 very cool. Uh, wow, that sounds cool. Yeah, I highly recommend. So that is, you know, what's been taking up my time. <laughs> All right. Wow, that is a that is a you great rundown. A, yeah, you can you can also have staring contests with your stuffed monkey into infinite time and space. So. Oh, an excellent pastime for everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Norco. All right, I might check that one yeah, out. I believe Norco is on. N-O-R-C-O. Yeah, I believe I saw that one on Game Pass, so maybe I'll check that one out. Yeah. It's well, not another... on Switch. Not on Switch, okay. Not on Switch, I'm playing it on the gaming PC, so I'm playing it on the TV, which I only do for, I only make special, special exceptions. Well, that's how you know it's special, then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, All tell right. us about your one and only this week. So my one and only this week has been occupying most of my gaming time, and that is a game called Tunic. Tunic. Now, when you see Tunic, if you look and you see Tunic... Um, uh, you know, just a screenshot or anything like that. Like a white tunic sheet that looks someone wears. Adorable, right? Okay. Uh, it looks like um, Zelda, like a uh, maybe like a sort of like a sort of a top-down Zelda. You're like at a three-quarter angle, a little bit, and um, you're you're looking at your little character. But instead of it being a human like Link, oh, right? Perspective Link is a, wise. Oh yes, that's where we're okay. looking down from. But instead of it being, um, instead of it being a human like the main character Link, instead, your main character is a little fox wearing Aww. a tunic. Um, it looks adorable, and the game though is such an interesting game. It definitely has elements from uh, some games that you might not expect with it looking so cute. It has elements from Link, for sure, some puzzle solving, some light puzzle solving, some other things. Um, but it also honestly has some, like, Dark Souls vibes uh, at, oh, at times no. with, like, well, just with combat <laughs> and uh, just with the way it sort of handles itself. Um, but what makes this game so really just incredibly special is that you will be playing this game for hours, and you'll get to a point where you're like, I have no idea what I need to do. <laughs> so instead of going to the internet, what you do is you open up an in-game manual. As you're playing the game, you're finding pages of this manual scattered throughout the world. Now, here's a time where I'm going to date. I'm going to date myself a little bit. Um, I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity, but. When back in the day when I was playing Nintendo or Super Nintendo or anything like that, a hallmark of Nintendo games was that they came with a manual. They came with a little manual that had hand-drawn pictures in it, uh, little illustrations, and 
gave you information, background on the game. It gave, gave talked to you about how to control the game, things like that. Now, do, does that spring anything in your memory? Do you I have a visual for what I'm talking about? I have a Nintendo at home. Okay. My, yeah. like, I had friends who had a Nintendo. I had a PlayStation 1. Okay. All right. So, so by that you know, time, they, I, probably, I a, they still had one. manuals. Right. Yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. So I still had manuals, but it wasn't the same vibe. No, no, I I know what you're talking about with the cartridge. Yep. So, uh-huh. uh, but anyway, so and, and there also was a magazine that came out. It was Nintendo Power. Nintendo okay. Power was like they had strategy guides in there. They had articles about upcoming games. It was a really big thing at the time. And so when people got with, magazines. Yes, back in the olden days when people got magazines. I mean, and I this still was, get AARP, but... Uh, yes, no, that, a little different. <laughs> but many of the people who are getting AARP know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, these manuals and Nintendo Power. But they definitely had a particular vibe to them with these illustrations. Um, and that's what you're looking at in the game. It is this awesome illustrated manual. Now, the problem is... Some of it is in English, but some of it is in like a rune language that you cannot read. So you're not just straight up reading the manual. You're trying to get whatever is trying to be communicated to you through the manual. But again, you can't read everything. You can only read some of the things that are in English. Uh, I'm, I have not done it, but I bet someone is trying to decipher this language right now and break it down. Sounds like heaven's um, vault. Yeah. And you have um, I, I think it is. Things that are alike, and you figure it out. Yep, I think it might be similar to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, just where again, it's this completely. But like, I I don't know if it's a letter to letter match to English, or okay. if it's more like uh, symbolic, like uh, this you know, means maybe tree. Chinese or something. Yeah, this like means I don't know. Um, dog. Because some of the some of the prompts come up in this language, and you're like, well, this should say more than one letter, but it's only one little glyph or one little, you know, thing. So, um, it's definitely, uh, you know, I I'm sure that someone could is trying to decipher it and probably has already. I have not, but it's so awesome because you'll be playing this game for hours. And you'll get stuck, you'll open up that manual, you'll look through it, you can zoom in on the manual, and then all of a sudden you notice, wait a minute, is that handwriting? It looks like it looks like someone like had this manual and did some handwriting on the manual like someone might have done with the Nintendo, writing a little note or making a little notation on a map that might have been found inside a manual or something like that. So it is so cool. And so, again, you're stuck, and then all of a sudden a light bulb goes off, and you're like, wait a minute. I could have, what? Wait, no. And then you real, you <laughs> learn about a power that you could have, that you had the entire time, but you just didn't know the button combination. You didn't know what to do to make that happen. So it just opens up a whole new, like, uh, element in the game. And so it is wild playing this game, and then, you're just like, wait a minute. Okay. Nothing even happened. I didn't get a new power. I just learned something new it from this manual. It was inside you the whole time. All along. How heartwarming. All along. And it so it is really, really cool. I'm really yeah. enjoying it. I, I think I'm nearing the end, but 
I it's hard to say for sure. Are you but gonna I be think upset I'm... when it's done? Is it one of those? Yeah, things? I like think this... so. I I think so. But I'm definitely enjoying it for the adventure that it is. Like I'm really I'm really liking it. So, um, I think you I'll know, have I... a full spiral depression um, when like I like when I finally reach the end of Stardew Valley. Like I'm done with Ginger Island. I'm done with all the prompts. Like everything. With... Right. Uh, that's why I kind of like I'll put it down. I'll come back. I'll put it down. I'll come right. back. Like I don't want to finish ever yep. because I'll probably spiral into a deep dark depression <laughs> so everyone stay tuned for that yeah no that'll, yeah. that'll be a fun episode yeah that'll be great <laughs> yep no um, don't worry that'll be years down the road no, no i've no, been no, playing no. stardew got, for we got time and by then we'll have uh, the haunted chocolatier to keep us uh, yes busy. so, so we'll see how that i'm is, not so. gonna finish stardew until haunted chocolatier and then i'll be playing I, haunted I, chocolatier for 10 years i think that's smart i think that's smart I, that's the um, way to go so yeah, so Tunic has just been phenomenal, and I've just been really, really enjoying it. Um, I, I listen to a lot about it, a, a gaming podcast myself, and I uh, everyone who talks about it is just raving about it. And another thing that I really like about it, you know, and when I first thought about uh, talking about this game with you, we were just uh, happy to be talking about it. And I did mention though that if it was something you wanted to explore, once again, this is another game who is. Uh, really thinking about uh, players by putting accessibility features in there. Yeah. So I mentioned that sometimes the combat can be a little punishing and you have to try to figure out, oh, I have to manage stamina. And But you know what? You want to turn those things off? Turn them off. You can make it so that you can't get killed. Just everything that, that hits you, fantastic. nothing happens. Right. So it completely will take the stress of all the, if you want to just experience the story and you don't want to be stressed out by combat, no problem. You just turn on no fail mode. You can turn on uh, infinite stamina and just rock it out and do whatever you want. And so uh, I think that's really, really cool. I think giving people an option on how to play is just, again, the way to be because um, you just you don't single anybody out. Everybody can come to the game and and bring to it and, you know, sort of uh, modify the challenge to what they want. You know, so I I thought it was great. Lots of little hidden areas, too, which is cool, like. Again, you'll you'll go on this whole like uh, dungeon, or you'll go on this whole like uh, area, and then you'll pop out right back where you were somewhere, and you're like, "Wait a minute! There was a pathway behind that staircase that I never saw." Because again, the <laughs> camera the camera is kind of fixed in like this three quarter position. It's not totally fixed; you can move it a, a little, but um, it does an ingenious job of sort of hiding paths behind things. And you're like, wait, oh, here I am back here. Oh, okay. So it's really, really a, a, a neat game. I don't want to share too much because I certainly don't want to spoil that that for discovery anybody. for anybody yeah. because that's really, that's, that's really just kind I of think, a vague example. Yeah, it, it's just a, it's such a cool game. I really, really enjoy it. Plus, the main character sounds really cute. Really, really cute. Really cute. And you know. I can I can get over some combat, especially if there's accessibility options, and that's something we talk about a lot. Is mm-hmm. because we're all about inclusion and including everybody, no matter what your skill. And I saw something online that really like made me mad, um, and it was like this person. I don't know if it was like on Reddit or something, or if it it probably originated. If on it Reddit. made you mad, it probably was on Reddit. 
It probably originated <laughs> somewhere from there. But it was like, it, it turned into like a meme. But it was someone ranting and raving about who's a gamer and who's not. And I really hate when people oh my goodness, gatekeep no. like playing video games. Like, And people don't feel like, first of all, be, calling yourself a gamer, that's not... I, I don't I would never call myself a gamer. Do I enjoy games? Yeah, of course I do. But if you want to be a gamer, you're a gamer. If you don't, you don't. Like but don't gatekeep video games. If someone only plays video games on their phone because that is what's accessible to them, then they're a gamer in that sense and or they're a gamer in whatever sense they want to be a gamer. But this person went on a whole rant about you're not a gamer if you play Stardew Valley or Animal Crossing or Pokemon or all of these games. Uh, like, you're only a gamer if you play, like, Call of Duty and Dark Souls and Elden Ring and, like, these very violent video games. But That's ridiculous. I will say my significant other and I, we've talked about this a lot, Stardew Valley drives him up the wall because of the encyclopedic knowledge you have to have to play right. this game. You have yep. to... Stardew Valley is a very intense game to play. People dismiss it and they're like, oh, it's farming. You walk around, you farm. No, it's not. <laughs> no, and, certainly not if you want to really, you know, again, but you can approach it however you want. But uh, if you really want to max it out and really do the best you can, there's a lot that goes into that. Uh, and I do. I want to give out a shout out while we're while we're while we're talking about Stardew Valley, uh, to mm-hmm. to our listener but friend foremost, uh, Ken, who newly minted Stardew Valley player. Very yes, proud. I'm told. I'm told started playing the game after hearing about it on this very podcast, or just from me talking. At. but uh, i count that anytime you're I talking i count it as the podcast That's whether we're recording it or not it's an extension of the podcast and i talk a lot uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh but shout out to ken because uh he binged this podcast in an unholy amount of time uh when he already has to listen to me talk at him when he sees me for too yep. much time so ken Thank you for being far out. And thank you, Ken. Stardew Valley, like, well, Chef's Kiss. I. Oh, it's the best. Like, it, it, I, I can't say enough good things about Stardew Valley. Um, I played Stardew Valley religiously every night. Well, um, one of my close family members was going through a lot of medical issues and mm-hmm. it is just like a brain massage. So it really is. It really is. And I, it's yep. inexpensive. I cannot say enough good things and thank like Eric Barone enough for every aspect of that game. No, it, it is it, again, it is a masterpiece in gaming. It's just, it, it's, it's one of those that, I really, again, I feel like there's so many people. I have known people who have definitely fit that mold that you were talking about where, oh, they play the Call of Duty game every year. They play maybe a Madden game every year. Like and then FIFA. that's it. That was That's all they do. 
Um, but they have even been able to appreciate, uh, and some of them get really into Stardew Valley, and I think that's what's awesome. And again, definitely, there is no room uh, in gaming, certainly no room uh, with uh, within our community for that, you know, for that, that attitude of... Um, you know, let everybody is not far yeah. out. Like it's just no, gates, definitely gates not. are open. Come on in. <laughs> yes, just let people approach and engage with games in whatever way makes them so happy. So we and talk about the accessibility you know. options, especially yep. like if if you know you need any sort of accessibility options in any game. We appreciate that. Oh my goodness, point. absolutely. For children, absolutely. if you have any sort of anxieties, if you if you yourself want to tone it down or if you know someone or if you yourself need a game that needs different accessibility options, especially I was playing uh Norco and I was looking through and it had open dyslexic text. Mm, okay, which great. I I really appreciated. I mean, I am not dyslexic, but that is one of the first times I've seen that. So I was like, oh, awesome. And for those who don't know, that's a font, right? Yes. Yeah. So it is that a can, font that, that can makes, help with. Yeah. So yeah. it had, you could read everything in high contrast. You could pick the colors. You can pick the font style. You could, it was great. Right. Awesome. And for a heavy awesome. text reading game, great. So, yeah, and that could really make the big difference between someone really enjoying it or or bouncing or having, off of it or and struggling. Not a chance, right? Exactly, and then maybe not really enjoying the game, maybe putting it down. So, all right, we want everyone to enjoy video games all the time. Absolutely, as Absolutely. much as we enjoy video games. <laughs> there you go. Absolutely, and that is a wonderful message for us to take with us into our break. So we're going to take a quick time out, take a little bit of a break. And when we get back, we're going to be on our main topic. So stay right there and we'll be back after these words. This episode of the Friends Are Far Out podcast is brought to you by belts. Are your pants falling down? Are your underpants showing? Are you in need of a stylish accessory to match your shoes? Belts are just the thing. Suspenders are a thing of the past. Try belts. Find them at stores. Belts. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Friends Are Far Out podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jay, and with me, as always, is M. Hello. And uh, we are going to get on to our main topic of the day today. Uh, and if you didn't catch it in the bargain bin or you didn't see it in the description, today we are going to be talking about puzzle games. Now, M, I want you to join me on a little journey. We're going to go uh, hop into this uh, DeLorean and we're going to go back in time. I love to a the field year trip. 2300 BC. This is going to be a long field trip. It is. No, we'll, we'll jump around. But oh, okay. uh, at that time, labyrinth drawings, right? We might mm-hmm. saw, call them as maybe something like mazes. Like David became Bowie, popular. like dance, magic dance. Yes, that's exactly right. David Bowie was very popular in ancient Egypt and ancient Greece. No. When was he not labyrinth popular? Labyrinth drawings. Yes. I mean, always. I mean, he's a he was a treasure. So, um, 
these labyrinth drawings were were popular, and they uh, they held uh, some religious and spiritual significance to ancient cultures. But there was something that people definitely did for some entertainment. They used these labyrinth drawings kind of like mazes. Like Highlights well, Magazine mazes? Yep. So, about 500 years later, we find the first tactile puzzle game uh, of those labyrinth drawings. Uh, and that appeared initially in the Indus Valley in a, a city called Mahenjadaro. That's uh, one of the early known human civilizations. And Mahenjadaro is actually a fa- fascinating city. Um, we don't know a lot about that culture, but uh, the city is very, very interesting. Uh, they had indoor plumbing. Uh, so it was pretty, a pretty interesting. Yeah, a pretty interesting city. Puzzles and indoor plumbing. I mean, sign me up. Count me in. So uh, that was some of the first dexterity puzzles of sorts um, uh, to, to sort of pop so up there. So a fidget. Sort of, yeah. Uh, but if we flash forward to today, of course, today we have puzzle games. We play lots of different puzzle games. And puzzle games are a genre of games that kind of often find themselves combined with other games. Uh, a lot of different games these days, even if it's an adventure game, it'll often have puzzle elements and puzzle mechanics. So, M, in your mind, what, what makes a puzzle game? If you were going to, like, label something as a puzzle game, what, like, what are some of the features that we would look out for? There are a few things that I don't think games like Animal Crossing or Stardew Valley, a lot of the games that we play that are, like, fetch quests, I don't necessarily... Mm-hmm consider those puzzle games i agree i agree i will do a shout out to like professor layton that Mm -hmm. is a that is a treasure and great series great series that needs i think that has one game in switch but they need to move most of those to switch because mm-hmm. those were on DS. I, we need a collection, frankly. I need, they I were need on the, the whole DS, collection. And I think there was one on the 3DS as well, I think. Oh, yeah. I played the ones with the 3DS. Yeah. I love yep. them. But yep. Professor Layton, great um, example of a puzzle game because it's it, it has the written component, but that's not the puzzle. They have something you have to figure out and solve it's not necessarily the whole game but it's a little a little doodad that you have to figure out and solve so a good example of some puzzle games like monument valley is like hard Mm -hmm. puzzle game that's like that's strictly a puzzle game you have to sit there and you have to figure it out Mm -hmm. so like a lot of the point and clicks that i play those are puzzles. You have to sit there and figure out the components of a problem mm-hmm. to solve something. You have I to... definitely think that's a key element for me is problem solving. There's and, and for me, for me to label a game as puzzle as a puzzle game, I feel like that has to be a significant component in the game. There so has even if there are be... other things going on, I feel like it has to be a big, a big piece. Moving parts to figure mm-hmm. out. A larger problem, I think. Yes. Um, okay. Yep. Or just components to figure out a problem. So yeah. With Animal Crossing, it's a simulation. 
uh, with Stardew Valley. It's a farming sim. There are little things that there are little like problem solving elements to it. But would I call it a puzzle game? Not necessarily. There are mm-hmm. little pu- like puzzles within those games. Um, yep. Absolutely. So we talked about we've talked about a lot of puzzles, but and I mean we talked about puzzles in the bargain bin, but there are tons of good puzzle games. Our I'll I'll go back to our shout out for game of the year because mm-hmm. that was most certainly a puzzle game. Toem. Definitely. No because question. Now, some people might look at it and go, oh, it's a like a picture taking genre, you know, something like that. But there were absolutely was, puzzle elements there. It's absolutely a puzzle game because you talk to the people, they give you a riddle and then you have mm-hmm. to take a picture to solve it. So it is a puzzle yep. game. So Toem, great puzzle game. Um, shout out to Professor Layton. Um, For sure. I went deep cuts. I tried not to do anything that I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I wanted, I, I play so many puzzle games. <laughs> I need to keep For my sure. mind. No, I, I need to keep my mind occupied so it doesn't go to a deep, dark place. <laughs> So they serve a therapeutic function as well, and that's mm. important for everybody. Yeah. Um, all right. So what's the first one we should talk about? I think we should talk about the one that we both really love first. We both okay. played this so game I think, in what year? 2021? 20, oh, 20? I don't know. I don't know when it was. I think early but, 2021 we both played this game. Or 20, no, 2020. Yeah. Late 2020. I think we have a couple on this list that might fit the bill. So which th- one Which one are you thinking about I right think now? we would have nominated this for Game of the Year. I think it came mm-hmm. out in 2020. Because it would have been a contender for Game of the Year, I think, for May at least. Yeah, that must be the case. I think you're right. So I think we played this in late 2020. And the game is Carto, like cartography, mm-hmm. C-A-R-T-O. Yep. Um, yep. I if you're playing along in your scorecards at home, that is the second cartography reference during this podcast. <laughs> so if it's a drinking game or something, if you have some juice, you know, that's fine. Yeah. All right. Second cartography reference. If you're just trying reference. to be hydrated with a lot of water, I know a lot of people carry around yes, those of like, course. multicolored jugs, mm-hmm. then you yep. got it. There it um, is. So yes, Carto was a phenomenal great a phenomenal game really really cool tell, tell the people about cardo if they never if they don't know i ripped through this game i was so excited and i and this was a game when it ended i was upset cardo mm-hmm. i can you understand are, that for sure you are a little you're a little child and you mm-hmm. fall out of a blimp and you are separated from your grandmother and you are you come from a line of cartographers. Mm-hmm. So you are in charge of mapping the entire land or world. So with your tumble, you also lose a bunch of maps and they get all mixed up. You try to piece them back together. Mm-hmm. So not only is it a puzzle, when you fall on the first map, you have you can zoom out and look at the map and twist mm-hmm. it 
all around. And when you turn the map, you can pop back into the map as the character. And every time you twist the map, the landscape looks different. And you can yep, find... You are changing... Yeah, you yeah. change the landscape. Yep. And you can mm -hmm. find more map pieces and add to it. And you have to find the correct topography to piece together the map. And you can talk to different people. And then you zoom out. And you try to figure things out. And there's different puzzles within. And you go back out and in. Oh, mm -hmm. and it's... I ate that up. <laughs> it is really, really cool. Because, uh, you know, not only is that a cool premise it's a cool element for sure but then even on the first little island that you find yourself on you'll talk to someone and they'll like can you help me find my house my house is located to the west or to the east of this other landmark so then that's a clue to you to move the map pieces around so that this map piece finds itself to the east or to the west of whatever other landmark they're talking so the about. So if and then, boom, a house, something pops up or something changes. And you're like, oh, okay, so that might have been So they said their house is west of the landmark and you have a piece mm -hmm. with a house and it needs to be yep. left of the landmark, you move the house over. And then it's yep, their house. Exactly. So you yep. have to talk to people. You have to figure out the puzzles that way. And Cardo, it's just so ingenious. I loved it. Oh, oh it I, I ate it's it great. up. It was so good. And then... Oh, excellent, excellent. There's different little climate zones. You can be in like a tundra. You can be in like a little island. You meet different people. There's different animals. And the puzzles, they're, yep. they're relatively difficult. And you know me. I will accept help from those around me. But yep, I anyone am, within your vicinity is allowed to help. I will However, not look anything up. I am very stubborn. <laughs> no. And I will sit there and pick at it until I can figure it out. And the puzzles are hard. Um, so it, I, it's it's a great game. Cardo. Awesome. So awesome. That's, yes. Carto, that is, Cardo was amazing. We, we both agree on Cardo. And there's... Yep. So... There's one more that we we both agree on. I was going to say, so let, let's talk let's, about let's that one. Another yeah. one that we talked about um, is uh, a, a, a game that had better writing oh, than you ever it. thought it would. The music was great. Uh, ter terrific music, terrific writing. And that game was called Donut County. Uh, Donut County, you know, it's just your everyday story. It's where essentially opposite have Katamari. Yes, there you go. Rather than collecting things, you're making things disappear by dropping them down below through a hole, mm -hmm. um, a remote control hole. And, you know, it's just your <laughs> standard story of raccoons taking over the town and turning everything to garbage. Have a I garbage mean, day. Have a garbage <laughs> day. Oh, yeah. it's it's. That is a cozy game. Uh, that game is so satisfying. And, when you and, describe it to someone, you're like, listen, you move a hole around and you try and to you swallow everything into the in. hole. You drop things People into are it, like, and the hole gets what? bigger and bigger and bigger and things just drop into this hole. And and people are like, what? And the music's what? great and have a garbage day. But, 
<laughs> yeah, no, but it is so good. And the Trashopedia, the writing oh, in the Trashopedia You look up the items you excellent. drop, and yep. you can look all the items you drop into the hole on the Trashopedia. And it is yes. a raccoon's point of view of what those items mm-hmm. are. It is. Oh, yep. it's so good. Now yep. I want I I want to play this whole game again. I've, the last I time might I played be, it. I might be due for a replay. I might I be know. due for a replay. After just talking about it, I think I might have to dive back in. But it is a lot of fun. Donut County is, is a great game. But there is some puzzle elements to it because you're trying to figure out um, your hole from the start of the level is not big enough to swallow uh, everything. It, it's certainly not. It's probably not big enough to swallow most things. You have to so go by So you have to size. figure out what, right, what order are you going to be able to uh, go in to really swallow everything to swallow on this level. swallow the whole town. Yes. But yeah. then... At- uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, we we'll just leave uh, yeah, it there. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. It, it sounds very simplistic, satisfying. but yeah, talk about well, a cozy definitely some game puzzle and talk there. about yeah. anxiety relief. And that sounds like yeah. everything gets swallowed into a hole. No, like think no. about the state of the world. Don't you want everything to get swallowed into a hole? Yeah, I think we're due. I think <laughs> we're, we're due, due for for, for the raccoon overlords yeah. to swallow everything yes. into a hole. For you know opposite Katamari. Yes, I'd love give it a for whirl. a Trashopedia. Have a garbage day. Have a so. garbage day. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So those were the two that we had definitely crossed over on. So I'm glad we got those two out of the way. But uh, you definitely had some unique ones on your list. I have so a lot of So why don't you uh, pick one of those cuts. and uh, tell us about it. Um, all right. So I'm going to go with my anxiety uh, mobile game that I've been playing for years at this point. Okay. So for anxious adults, children could play it. Pretty much anybody could play it. It is called 1010-1010. It okay. is on your phone. And uh, I like playing things real, real slow. As, as you know, I've been playing Stardew Valley for many years, been playing Animal Crossing. Uh, play that game, The Longing, which we will get into in another oh, episode. Oh, that'll be another time. Yep. because yeah, that's the slowest game I've ever played. Uh, but 1010 is like Tetris, but real, real slow. So you just move Tetris pieces yourself and fit them into each other. And you lose if, once you clear a line, it disappears. You just move the pieces... But- very That's a bad thing if you clear a line? No, you want to clear the line. Oh, you want to clear a line. Yeah, okay. but if you have too many pieces and you can't fit any more pieces in, then you lose. So you just keep trying to move more pieces, and it's at you can just sit there and move them as slow as you want. And there's a high contrast right, mode, then. so if you, want a, if you want a black screen, which I always appreciate, I never want a white screen. It hurts my eyes. I want every website to give me a high contrast option of a black screen now. So, love it. Accessibility features, people, oh, I come love on. it, I love it. And then, yep. uh, it is free. Unless you want no ads, then it is 99 cents, which I highly recommend. So, Still, I mean, that is very 10, low bar for sure. I, 1010, I've been playing for, I, I don't even know how long. I've been playing it for, I, 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 as long as I've known you. Wow. So, okay. So the better part of a decade. 
All right then. Wow. So it endures. That one. That one hangs on. Oh, is yeah. each run a different? Is it like? Nope. It's each it's run's just a like, different level nope, or? Nope. Nope. <laughs> Just you ongoing. Just get, okay. Yep, you just get, and you just try to get a higher score. It's if you have trouble falling asleep, put on the high yeah, contrast mode, that. and you just do ten ten is a is like a sleep game because then you, your eyes get tired and just. Even though I know no screens, I've tried the no screens, but mm. in this day and age, that's almost impossible. It's a so, tough. Yeah, no, that's definitely tough. It's ten no ten, you just move your move your pieces until you just phone hits you in the face and you go to sleep as you do in these post-apocalyptic times that we live in these troubling troubling times all right so that's that's that 10 10 that's 10 10 awesome Mm -hmm. all right uh so the first game i want to talk about is a little game called baba is you now have do you know anything about baba is you when you first got this you were like you'd like this game and i never got it so now i'm gonna hear about it All right, so Baba Is You has a lot of hallmarks that make it an amazing puzzle game. Hallmark number one, when you're talking about Baba Is You with other people in the room, if a third person were listening into that conversation, you both would be in a mental asylum. (laughs) That's that's how we got to this podcast. (laughs) Right, that's how we got here. So you're saying things like, well, Baba is you, but you is rock. Rock is push and door is open. Flag is win. You're saying these phrases and you are it sounds like you're a crazy person. But if you're playing the game, this all makes sense. Uh, because this game, you are changing the rules as part of the puzzle game. So Baba is this little white... Uh, I don't even know what Baba is. It's like a creature, like a. Yeah, it's a little white creature. Uh, I could probably look it up and find out exactly what Baba is, but I don't know if it's even clear. But Baba, you're Baba, and you move around. But on on the screen are not only different elements like a rock, like a wall, like a tree or water or other things, a door, a flag, whatever. But also there are words. So you are changing the rules of the level by moving the words and phrases around to make different things. So it is a puzzle game, a hardcore puzzle game for sure, where you are again changing the rules as you play. So you might start off and there might be a collection of words on at a very easy level. Maybe there's just a collection of words on the screen uh, and it says Baba is you. And that's why you control Baba. But then if you somehow push the word rock, all of a sudden you're now controlling the rock and the rock is moving around the screen. So it's like a linguistic uh, puzzle game. Yes, it's linguistic. And, uh, Good and for it SAT is... practice. <laughs> if on the SATs it, anything comes up like Baba is you and rock. Baba <laughs> says yeah. it's a white sheep-like creature, which would make sense because Baba yeah. like a sheep. That, yeah, that makes sense. It definitely looks, <laughs> I guess, sheep-like. Yep. Um, uh, but it, it is a great, great game. Now, I will tell you, though, that I have gotten to a point in this game. I've gotten through many, many levels where I got every single level, and I was very proud of that. But then I got to a point where I have been stuck for a long time. I keep going back to it from time to time. I have not beaten the game, though, because I just cannot get past some of these upper levels. But 
the road to get there was an enjoyable one. So Baba Is You is is an incredible game. And the other hallmark of, uh, I think, a good puzzle game is it has this incredible ability to take you from when you first start a level, you look at the level, you're like, well, this is impossible. This is impossible. There was a mistake and <laughs> this something is wrong and this is impossible. And then you get it and you get that feeling where you go, I am the smartest man alive. Is anyone else seeing this right now? I am the smartest human on the planet. How did I solve this impossible puzzle? And that is an incredible feature of a great puzzle game. And, and Baba Is You does that uh, and don't time you and time feel and time like again. The smartest person in the whole world. Like that's, <laughs> it's I, so I would love good. To feel like the it's so good. In it's so world. incredible. I fired it up. I fired it up this week just to kind of dive back in because I knew we were going to be talking about puzzle games. And uh, I noticed that there is there is now they've added something to the game where people can make their own levels. Oh so God. like you can download levels and play other people's and you can create your own levels. And I'm like, man, that was a great idea because this game, yeah, man, it has, it's going to have legs for longevity, for a very long time. Even if you beat it, like, again, there's, there's going to be. So Baba technically uh, is you because you create Baba. Mind blown. <laughs> Wrap your mind around that folks. Meta. That's meta. All right. So that is Baba is you. That is a great one to pick up. Very, very cool game. But again. Uh, be ready for some wild conversations. <laughs> wild conversations. Then people will. And think again, it all like, makes sense to the other people in the room. And you're like, people well, will be Baba like, is what did you, you eat? What if? Right. What if did you someone is feed rock? you something? Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, but water is death. But this could melt. It's like it's a whole thing. It's it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. You got to check it out. That's how people uh, treat so that us is when we Baba talk about. Is our you. video games. Yes, very similar so looks. Very we similar looks. started this looks. podcast, yep. so we just talk at each other. Yep. So hey, coping mechanism. You know. Got it. All right. <laughs> got to do what, what you got to do. What is your next game? What's your next game? I'm going to group talk about? these two together uh, because. All right. I, I, like I just I love puzzle games so much. Um, so I'll group these two together because they are by the same developer. Um, oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. And I have played so many puzzle games in the last few years. I don't know if that's a coping mechanism or what that says about me or I don't know. So these two are both by Alike Studios. And I played them on iOS. I played them on the iPad. But okay. they're not on the Switch. So one is called Love You to Bits. And okay. It is you are Cosmo, who is a tiny mm-hmm. little space explorer. And I love it so far. Yeah, and you have the love of your life, Nova, your robot girlfriend or partner or someone that sounds comes great. and I'm invades and invades Nova. your ship oh. and she gets blown oh, no. to pieces. No. And all oh. all of her her pieces get like thrown across the across space and you go all over to go get 
all of her pieces. Uh, but ev- And this game is so cool because every single level is like a tribute mm-hmm. to another video game or another reference. So you do oh, a, okay. Yes. I love that. So you do a level and it looks like Monument Valley. You do a level and it looks like Limbo. You Ooh, do okay. yeah, That's you do very a level cool. it looks like Zelda. You do a level it looks like Mario. You do a level it's Disney themed. Wow, okay. Yeah. I love that neat. love 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 this game. And Now, what did you play this on? Is this I on played Switch? it on the iPad. It's not on, on the Switch. iPad. Okay. So Got it. okay. it's it's easier to do it with a touch screen. That makes sense. Yep. If it's on the PC, uh, I think it's on the PC. You can get it on. I so think it might work with a mouse. I don't know too. if you can get this on Steam, but the other one I'm going to talk about, you can. Um, okay. So you want to rebuild your robot girlfriend, but every level you are trying to get a different piece of her, but there's also mm-hmm. like a special like bonus piece, and it's not a piece of your robot girlfriend it's like like a special memento and you get like a like a memory that you shared oh it's Aww. it's very heartwarming <laughs> that sounds adorable it is you might cry it is very heartwarming but it is it's so well made it's such such a good game so that's right. by like studios so then I'm going to go into the next game, which is Bring You Home. Same developer, like Studios. And okay. uh, you are Polo. You are our alien hero and responsible pet owner, or so you think, who it's like Love You to Bits, where you can collect these memories of your pet. But mm-hmm. it's the levels are not a point and click adventure so much, or they change levels. Every level, you're not controlling the character, you're controlling the settings. So the scene, you'll you'll switch the scenes. And so the first part, it'll it'll switch like the trees or it'll switch, the background, and you have to control everything except the character to change the outcome. Okay. It's it's a good puzzle game, and the outcome you want to bring your pet who was kidnapped home to you. And the ending, which I will not spoil whatsoever. No, no. Is extraordinarily yep. heartwarming. <laughs> So both games I love, like love, 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 love. Like I was like, I was, they are so heartwarming. They are good for kids. They're like, they're good for kids. They're good for anxious adults. There's no violence, but great puzzle game. Both love you to bits and bring you home. Great. So. Now all we right. can move on. I awesome. want to. I want to keep going because I want to. I want to get through all my games. <laughs> of course, no. Let's keep it moving. Um, do you want to touch on another one, or should uh, should I mention one? All right, I'll I'll do. I don't know if you remember. I played this somewhat recently. I think I don't know. Everything in my mind is. I like remember hearing about scrambled it. Yep. eggs, and I'm like, maybe that was recently, and it's like that was a year and a half ago. What is time, really? Is, I mean, you know, time what, is just a what construct. Is time? It's not real. Yes, right. Uh, so 
I think this was one of the best written game, the most well written games uh, in recent memory for me. It's called Later Alligator. Mm-hmm. And I got it on a whim. I was just like, oh, this looks good. And I ripped through it in like a day or two days. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like I just sat there and I was like, oh my God, this is so good. So you play as Pat the Alligator and it's all in black and white. It's so good. And he has a large (coughs) family, like Sopranos-esque family. Family. (laughs) Oh, I see. So he's the family. family. Got it. Well, it's his family, but it's a big family. So he is highly, highly anxious. He would probably love this podcast. And (laughs) (laughs) he assumes that his demise is being planned by his very large family. So. All right. The hit is out, as they say. Yes, there is some sort of hit. He assumes that there's a hit on him. And Mm -hmm. you have to go around and meet every member of his family. And each family member has a different puzzle for you. Oh, all right. It is so much fun. It is so well written. Very cool. I'm not going to tell you what happens because it is great. No, and, don't. But there's multiple endings, so so there great. is there's different things that could happen, but it's it's very very good. Later, alligator. Awesome. Uh, it was it's great. That's a great game. Highly recommend. I Highly can't recommend. wait. Now, I've, what about that one? Is that one on Switch? That one's on the Switch. I can't wait until I forget what happens. Switch, okay. Like, and I'm like, oh, I can play this again. Like th- these yes. are the types of yes, games that, that I be. can't wait. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so yeah. I'll awesome. g- so give it. Give me a game. Go ahead. All right. So uh, one that definitely came to my mind when I think about puzzle games is Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Okay. Um, now Captain Toad, uh, this was born out of uh, there was a few levels of Captain Toad that were included in. Um, Mario 3D uh, World, or was it 3D? Yeah, 3D World, or 3D Land on the um, on the Wii U. And um, there were a few levels in there that were these Captain Toad levels where they were these sort of three-dimensional puzzle levels where you as Captain Toad, who can't really jump or attack in any way, is walking around the puzzle just trying to collect different elements like turnips or I love collecting uh, things. like three three turnips like collect all three turnips or maybe find a golden a hidden golden mushroom or something like that but it's definitely a puzzle game well it was so it got so much attention got so much so popular that uh nintendo went ahead and released captain toad treasure tracker um and then they re-released both those games on the switch uh and it is a wonderful wonderful game with so many different puzzle levels. There are these awesome 3D puzzle uh, levels. And um, there's some elements of it where you can kind of look and search for um, uh, a hidden 8-bit toad that is hidden in each level. Uh, you're walking around these three-dimensional levels trying to figure out what you need to do to get uh, uh, to meet the different objectives for the level. It's really, really cool and really neat. Um, and again, very little, if any combat, there's a couple of times where you'll grab like a little uh, pickaxe and you'll take out a couple enemies, but, uh, 
Um, for the for the most point, for the most part, yeah, it's a, a it's very a hard way to go. Though. <laughs> yeah, it's very not violent though. It sounds more violent than it is, but it's Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is a great little puzzle game. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun. It's terrific, and there's there's some great DLC for it that adds a bunch of levels. Um, there's a story throughout, like you're at, in one of the books. You're trying to capture. You're trying to save Toadette. In another chapter, you're in another sort of book. You're trying. Toadette is trying to. You play as Toadette trying to save uh, Toad. Uh, so it is, uh, but it is really really cute. A lot of interesting little uh, puzzle mechanics and. And hidden things in there. A lot of playability. Now that one is a little bit more on the expensive side. Because it is from Nintendo. Uh, But that's only a $40 game from Nintendo. But you can find it for cheaper. For sure. Uh, They do have sales on that sometimes. I think right now it's like around $32. Or something like that. From You can get it in Amazon. A couple other places. If you want the physical one. But uh, it does go on sale from time to time. But Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Is a real real gem of a, a puzzle game. Uh, from the good people at Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> from the good people who charge right. you a lot of money at Nintendo. Well, um, they have a premium product. They know it, and they want to. Uh, they want to get done. <laughs> Capitalism. All right. Um, <clears throat> so, I will. Uh, my next game is is for this is a throwback for the Nintendo DS though. Um, I still have my Nintendo DS, which throwback. As do I. Yep. Nintendo Even DS. though it's sort of been claimed by my children, but, you know, Nintendo still I DS, like to think of it as mine. And my... then uh, my 3DS, which was lovingly repaired. Thank you. Um, yes, no problem. <laughs> no problem. And then, but the my DS, which some of the games I have, and this is one of the games I have for the DS. Obviously, I have Animal Crossing and, you know, the, the classics. But... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. I don't know if you've have you ever played this game? I have not, no. Oof. Alright. This is oof. I, I'm I'm gonna have to like lend you my DS since since yours is in use and you can play We'll say play, yeah. Play, We're play, saying yeah. Play Ghost Trick. So I haven't played this in a while, like a, a long while. But, you know, I love helping ghosts, obviously. We could probably have a podcast, not just an episode, just a podcast about video games helping ghosts. I think we may have to add a segment <laughs> called the cozy, the cozy Ghost Corner, where we just talk about helping ghosts. Like a seance corner? And- yeah, yeah. Well, come on over here. Bring your candles and um, Very your witchy. relaxing music, and and we'll uh, we'll come on over here and we'll talk ghosts. And uh, now, normally we're helping the ghosts. Is that what's yeah, happening no. here? So no, oh, no, no, no. Okay, we're it's not re- helping ghosts. It's well, sort of. So it's reversed. Mm, okay, you are a ghost, oh, okay. and you use your ghost powers to save others so it's kind of reverse because okay. you usually help the ghosts and you yeah, know a little switcheroo you know like zip up their unfinished business and stuff like that but you solve puzzles by haunting nearby objects like inanimate objects so you can haunt a blender you can haunt a toaster and like 
pop the toast out and it's almost like a Rube Goldberg machine. So you haunt cool. the uh, yeah, it's it's really fun. So you haunt things that like hit other things and you have to cause a chain reaction by haunting all these things. You can communicate with other ghosts. You cannot communicate with any living person in this game. Um, okay. There's also a dog. Um, I'm not going to give away anything. But check. because there is a dog, it hits a lot of points for me. Ghosts, dogs, nonviolent. You can manipulate time, but on a very, very small scale. So okay. I hope that they bring this to the Switch because it is so much fun. It's such a good puzzle. Very cool. It is such a good puzzle game. So All right. That sounds they, pretty cool. If they did like a collector's edition on the Switch, that would be so, so much fun. So great game. All right. Very cool. Yeah. Ghost Trick Ghost Phantom Tr- Detective. Trick. So. Phantom detective. Try to try to track that down, or if you're someone who doesn't mind emulating games, you could maybe go about that route. But yeah, and it's got a very, uh, cute very, very Pomeranian cool. named Missile. Oh, uh-huh. all right. Yeah, there we go. I love a dog in a all video right. game. <laughs> so uh, the last puzzle game that I wanted to talk about is one that I played. Oh, goodness. I can't even remember now because, again, what is time? Because time time doesn't exist. um, It's a construct. Yes, but it is a game that is called Return of the Obra Dinn. I haven't played this, but you Um, told me I should. Yes. So Return of the Obra Dinn, you play as everyone's favorite hero, an insurance adjuster. Oh. (laughs) Yep. And you're not just any insurance adjuster. You are an insurance adjuster who has a magical clock that allows you to go back to the moment when someone died. Oh. oh. Here's what's happened. The Oberdin, the, the Oberdin is the name. Well, yeah. The <laughs> Oberdin is a ship that it's it's an old wooden ship that went missing, but then all of a sudden it shows up in port. With no one alive on the ship. So you, as the insurance uh, adjuster, are, you come out to the ship and you have to piece together what has happened to all the crew members and all the passengers on this ship. And you have very few clues. Uh, at the start, you have a few clues, but then you have to really examine. So you use your magical watch. You go back to these moments, but they're moments that are frozen in time. You don't get to see a whole, a huge whole scene to really get a sense of everything that went on. And it's not in order either. So you're seeing these people. So you're getting all these pieces and you're making these notes in your in-game journal and you're trying to piece together what happened to each of the members of the crew members and the passengers, how they died, and um, and what happened to them. Because you have to decide which estates are going to be paid out and mm. which ones are not. Because obviously if you were someone who was part of a mutiny, for example, or something, uh, well, then you're not going to be paid because you're causing the deaths of others and you're, you know, so, 
Uh, it is a really cool game, and it is another one that checks those boxes, just like Baba is You, where you are like, I am never going to figure this out. How can I ever figure out who this person is? I have so few clues. But then you do, and you're like, I am the smartest person in the world. So this is so like again, it, part State Farm, part Mary Celeste. Yeah, and you are. It is so cool. Also, the style of the game. Now, that's something you gotta make sure. I gotta make sure I mention. The style of the game is like a very old, like Apple computer. I'm talking about even before my time. If you're thinking like old Apple computer, like Oregon Trail style, oh, I love Oregon Trail. Like, it's not like quite that, but it has like. You can uh, change the way it looks like a little bit. You can change like whether, you know, the color a little bit. But it has like, a, if you play it on just the default, an old sort of black, but also like um, It's like playing green. on like an old Game Boy. Yeah. There you go. It does. It has that vibe. Yep. An old Game Boy. Yep. Original Game Boy. It, it kind of looks like that. But there are like these the 3D environments, Game Boy. which wouldn't have been possible on any of those devices like this. But... There's a lot of detail, but it is interesting because it's not like always super clear. And that allows you to really like look deeply at each little vignette and kind of decide like, what is going on here? Where, who is, oh wait, have I recognized this guy before? Oh, I saw him in, in the photo of the, you know, I saw this guy in the, in the photo of the crew in my notebook. So I can go back and try to find this guy and. Oh, look, I found this guy in this particular stateroom. So I look at the map of the ship and I'm like, well, who was supposed to be in the stateroom? All right, maybe that's his name. You know, so it's this whole... Is this what it's like to uh, be an insurance wild adjuster? Thing. Uh, on potentially haunted mystery ships, maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe... Um, I was going to say, this isn't aspirational, but maybe it is if, if you were an insurance adjuster it could be. On, on a ghost ship. But it is so good. That is a game that I will tell you. When I beat that game, I was so satisfied that, that I had good. beaten it. But some, like you, you said before, like a hole I was in your heart, and you're like, "Oh, I want more." But if you're like satisfied no, after, I was. Well, I feel like it was both. I was really satisfied and proud of myself for beating the game. But then also, yeah, I definitely had a hole where I was like, "Man, I wish there was more. I wish there was more for me to play. I want another one." Like a third so, dungeon in Boyfriend Dungeon. <laughs> I, <laughs> yes, I wouldn't say exactly like that, but perhaps like that. Yes, yes, which is on the way, right? You yeah, saw that? yeah, supposedly. You got the inside track on that. More, more, right. more swords and more dunging. Yeah, supposedly. The dunging will continue. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, so last, so, last uh, game I have to talk. Yeah, about, last one. Which yep. I could, I we could talk about this for probably five hours, but uh, I have at least, I have at least five or six games that I didn't even I, have time to. I, I that, chopped that, off just off the top of my head that I thought about. We, yeah. every we'll be back. Every we'll be pod, back to yeah, puzzle we'll, games. Yeah, we'll we'll revisit this. Every podcast, we're like, oh, this is gonna be shorter. And yeah, this will be a short one. This will be and a then short one. It's oh. the longest one and, we've and ever done. This is a this is a special episode, a special edition of Friends Are Far a Out. A very. A very special episode. A very special episode <laughs> of Friends Are Far Out. Um, so, my last game that I want to talk about, and I actually looked this up on iOS. I don't know if it's on Switch, 
but this game is so cool and i played it on ios now it's in-app purchases which stinks but if you can get it on steam if you can get it anywhere else that isn't in-app purchases it is so much fun and it is the premise is so cool so the game is called silent age and there's actually a level on love you to bits that looks like silent age so oh, here we okay. go. Inception so an homage, an homage my, yeah. to Silent Age. Okay. Uh, so Silent Age, this game is dope. It is so cool. So you're a janitor, which honestly cool. is not an aspirational job for me. Usually I talk about all my aspirational jobs. Not an aspirational job, but we salute all custodial and janitorial staff because you deserve the highest praise because that is not... Uh, absolutely. Oh it's, it's not oftentimes not glamorous, but extremely important. And, oh my God. Uh, and I will tell you though, sometimes I do look at it and I go, man, there is, there must be a sense of satisfaction from, you know, fixing things on a regular basis. Doing you know, something with... was broken and now it's not, you know. So you are so. a janitor. Mm-hmm. You work for a like corporation it is the 1970s and all right you find a dying man in the basement oh no and okay he basically tells you a bunch of things about your he tells you a bunch of things about your workplace and gives you a time machine because a cataclysmic event is going to happen. And because you have this time machine that this dying man at your job developed, you are going to jump back and forth from the day before this happened to try to stop the events. So you'll jump ahead into after the world has ended and you'll jump back. And everything, okay. it's, it's the same, like, so you'll be in the same room, but it's after the world's ended. And you'll jump back, and you'll talk to people who exist, and they'll be like, and it, it is, it's so, the concept is so cool. And you can change things in the past for yourself in the future. Wow. So if you're in the future, and you're like, oh my gosh, I wish this door was open. You can go back in the past, open the door, and go to the future. Sorry if I wow, that's that's cool. just a little, a little, a little hot tip, but no, I like that. I like that. I like so a good uh, the, time travel the, mechanic. The, the that's cool. The concept is just so cool. But honestly, the things that they put you through, you deserve such a raise. Jeez, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Above and beyond the you, uh, you the go above and like you don't have the credentials or the clearance to be doing the things that you do in this game, <laughs> but it is wow. it's so All fun right. it's so cool. There's no combat. It's it's point and click. It's jumping back and through like forth through time. Just really really cool game. So Silent Age, it it didn't used to be in app purchases, which is really lame. I hate that, but. If you can find it somewhere, like on Steam, somewhere else, because I looked... It does appear to be on Steam. Because I looked on iOS, and it said in-app purchases, and I'm like, ugh, lame. 
Oh, that's a bu- that's a bummer. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so it is on it is on it is on uh, Steam for a dollar ninety nine right now. Ooh, so, ooh, it's our theme, a dollar ninety nine. Yep. yep. It's uh, it's that kismet. Deal, that deal ends April fourth though, so okay, that's we, that's not bad. You know, they'll have a little bit of time when this goes out. I know, but, but it's, so check that out. It's a it's a really age. cool game. Really, really highly recommend. If it if it made this cut, all reviews very positive on uh, Steam because it's very it's positive. dope game. But yep, uh, don't worry, we'll come back to puzzles because I could literally talk about puzzles for twelve hours. If you locked yep. me in a room with like a kidnapper, uh, they'd be like, "Please leave!" Like I don't want you to talk about this anymore. You see that, folks? It's also for safety. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You just start talking about puzzles, and then they will. And it solves. It. It's safety. It's so, it's yep. Yeah. And that, that's so, how you so. solve. Oh, we it's all back together. <laughs> uh-huh. We've got it. It loops around. All right. <laughs> there it is. We've got it. Mm-hmm. So we will absolutely be back to puzzles, but for now, uh, we're gonna call it a podcast because we're almost at two hours. We're we're Oof. closing in. <laughs> um, uh, so we are we are gonna we are gonna get out of here but uh, before we go M, where can the people find us on social media you can follow us on social media on instagram where friends are far out on twitter we're fafo pod that's f is in podcast f is in podcast f f is in frank a is in apple f is in frank o is in olive pod as in podcast uh we actually have a reddit now we have a subreddit for friends Very are far cool. out uh it's i joined and then i joined with my new uh dummy account uh m is far out and it's like you are no longer forever alone i'm like that's very rude uh, but jokes on you still just me just another account uh on the web where haha <laughs> <laughs> uh on the web where friends are far out.com our email send us an email Get a shout out, send us some suggestions, send us games you like, uh, or send us, you know, some ideas. Friends are far out yep. at gmail.com. And on Facebook, where friends are far out, maybe we'll be on Twitch. Friends are far out there as well. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much. This has been another episode of the Friends Are Far Out podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your host, Jay. And I'm Em. Please remember that if you like the show, leave us a review on iTunes or on Spotify. That can really help us out, uh, help us game that algorithm, get the show to, uh, to more people. That would be wonderful. Uh, also, of course, you can tell a friend about the show in real life, because as the name implies, friends are far out. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Thank you for being far out. Bye. Bye.